You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. And and today, it's going to be really epic for episode 63. Because I'm turning back the clock a little bit here with, 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 uh, with talking with someone who uh, who's into a format that's not really as popularized as it once was anymore. Um... And it's and it's really cool because you don't see people who collect this format that much anymore um, these days. But um, but today I'm with with Lunch Meat VHS from YouTube, YouTube, Facebook. I guess YouTube. I don't know, but I know on Facebook for sure. So what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me, dude. Hey, it's no problem. So so um so what is lunch meat vhs like in a whole like what is it in general so lunch meat is a print and online publication dedicated to the appreciation celebration and preservation of vhs culture uh it's a print magazine it's online uh you know it's all kinds of social media i produce new vhs releases i do vhs centric events uh i do all kinds of merchandise um, I'm actually running a video store now for Alamo Draft House in Raleigh, North Carolina called Video Vortex that has 70,000 titles that you can rent for free. And that's about 68,000 discs and about 2,500 rotating VHS tapes. So you're, so you're saying that, that there's still VHS tapes being made in 2019 and you run a video store review that's like Blockbuster or VHS? Totally. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, you know, it's all smaller scale, but it absolutely still exists. Um, you know, I, like I said, I mean, uh, I've produced VHS tapes, uh, you know, limited run uh, stuff for everything from rap videos to, to horror movies to documentaries um, to experimental content. Um, they don't make VHS tapes anymore. Like they don't produce the actual video cassettes, but there's so much dead stock everywhere. Yeah. Um, that we're still able to attain them and put new content on them and, and put them in new artwork and, and release VHS tapes. So, yeah. So, um, so the magazine is the magazine, um, you can, can you get it like physical, like, like get it, uh, subscribed to your house, like every month sort of thing? No, no, no. So like it, it's a, it's an independent venture. So we do it about once or twice a year. Um, I got to do a, do a lot of content online, but we do a print magazine. Um, it's available through my website, uh, lunchmeatvhs.com, or our store, lunchmeatvhstore.com. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's available in different video stores and, and uh, independent bookshops across the nation, across, across the world, really. Um, I send them out all over. Uh, so it's, it's mainly available through me. I do self-distribution. They're also distributed through Alamo Drafthouse in the Video Vortexes. Um, but yeah, it's totally a print, real print magazine. It's all about physical media, so... So, oh boy, I'm gonna hit you. With, I'm gonna hit you with a question right now. <laughs> okay. And are you, and are you VHS set? <laughs> I'm I'm totally VH set. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love that you're using the the vernacular though. It's 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 excellent. I appreciate it. Ain't no problem. But but um, but what is your thoughts on the on DVD? And Blu-ray, you know, we're not. What's not? We we don't have to talk about it's about summertime and and none of that. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about that that video disc, the video disc that's the most that it, it, it has sends out so much video quality that 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 that's that's that it's sexy quality that that that's better than any other quality. <laughs> yeah, I I I, uh, I have nothing against it. You know, I I'm not like exclusive. I'm not an elitist in any way. I think that watching movies is wonderful. I think any kind of movie culture is wonderful. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, to quote uh, Ed O'Neill in Wayne's World, people need to be entertained. They need the distraction. So I, I think that it's any any kind of format is great. I champion VHS for a number of reasons. 
Um, but to get back to your question, like uh, DVD and Blu-ray, I mean, of course, I mean, you know, any any way people can watch movies, any way people can experience film is great. Um, you know, and the 4K restorations and, you know, a lot of stuff that was only on VHS is now getting Blu-ray releases and disc releases and things like that, which I think is great. I mean, I think it it adds more attention to these films that, that deserve it. It, it preserves it, um, all those things. But the reason I champion VHS so much, you know, and not DVD and Blu-ray is... is uh, specifically is because, you know, there is so much content that only exists on VHS tape. Uh, there's so much culture behind it. There's, there's so much culture that is seemingly being lost, um, or ignored in, 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 you know, uh, current generations because, you know, nobody thinks about VHS tapes or, or certain, you know, certain generations don't think about VHS tapes because it's considered a dead format, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, like VHS tapes hold hold the key to so many uh, VH secrets, to so, to so many, uh, you know, films and, and particular types of content that don't exist anywhere else. And that's why I think VHS is is is, is just uh, it, it's indispensable. Yeah, it's just a supreme format. I mean, it, <clears throat> excuse me. It's really the it's really the format that started it all in your home. You know, there was you know, there was a laser you know, disc. The, the, yeah, Laserdisc, yeah, that was there. Uh, again, there's stuff on Laserdisc that doesn't exist anywhere else as well. Um, but, I mean, like, when format changes happen, that kind of stuff happens. Like, stuff gets lost, stuff gets washed over, stuff gets, you know, hit into oblivion because it only came out on a particular format. And that's why I do launch me is to, to celebrate these things, to, to preserve them, to let people know that this stuff exists. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean... But I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, discs and Blu-rays, I mean, that, that's totally fine. Obviously, I run a video store that has 60,000 of them. So I'm definitely uh, going to champion that, too. But VHS culture is is what I live for. It's it's something that I'm very passionate about. And I found an incredible community inside of it um, that continues to grow and continues to expand. So so is is lunch meat the umbrella branded name, the like the umbrella brand of the name of all of your projects in one? I think so. I, I you know, um, <clears throat> Lunch Meat is basically myself and a guy named Ted Gilbert who does the magazine with me. But I do all the productions, um, the merch stuff, all of those ideas, you know, all of the content streaming on, online through social media and things like that. And, you know, I've branched out and done a number of things. Um, Lunch Meat is my is my artistic banner. You know, it, it's the way that I, I represent all of the things that I, I, I want to celebrate or I believe in or I want to show people is, yeah, Lunch Meat is the brand for sure. See, Lunch Meat VHS, how it, Lunch Meat VHS is the, the name of the website. And I think um, over the years, I've noticed that people just tack on VHS because the magazine's just called Lunch Meat. My brand is just called Lunch Meat. Um, but Lunch Meat VHS has become this, you know, kind of thing that, that's happened where people differentiate it because Lunch Meat's kind of a, it's, it's just a name, you know, and I think Lunch Meat VHS is something that people have tacked onto it and people see it as that brand. And that's totally fine with me. Um, I just thought it was an interesting kind of, kind of progression where I, I never named my brand lunch meat VHS. Like I said, it's just lunch meat, but people call it lunch meat VHS, which I think is awesome. Um, it's just, it's interesting. It's very cool. It'd be really, um, it'd be really cool if, um, if you brought your stores, like if there's like an Illinois location, that would be really cool. If there's an Illinois location of your store. <laughs> I would love to open more video stores. You know, that's why I took this position with Alamo. Um, honestly, like I've been an independent artist and just had a day job working at a college. I worked at a record label for a very long time. Um, and I just, you know, did my day job and then did lunch me on the side when I came home and when I woke up in the morning before I went to work and, you know, it's just something I was very passionate about and still am. Um, but the opportunity with Alamo, uh, I really saw it as a, a way to, to help, bring video stores back and to, to show people the importance and the culture of video stores. And Alamo has an incredible reach. Um, they're an incredible brand. They, they, they do a lot of amazing things for film and they have, you know, they have the, the power to, to really bring a video video store back in a brand new, fresh way. That's really exciting. So I, I just thought it was a great opportunity. I was very happy to do it. And, and uh, if you're, if you're wondering how I, uh, how I found out about your brand in general, um, my my uh, my one friend um, was searching for Facebook, and he found a post from you guys. Um, he mm-hmm. 
I guess the, I guess the post went around on Facebook as a meme or whatever of you of you posting a photo of the six pack VHS tapes and it says bring home a six pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. JVC for the win, man. I, I think you know their marketing was excellent, and JVC you know was uh, you know the originator of, of uh, VCRs and you know the popularization of it. So JVC was uh, super important and they had everything nailed and that six pack is just brilliant. I mean, like, come on, that's just, why would you not want to take home a six pack of VHS tapes? You know, are are those full full size, like regular tapes in, in a six pack? Yeah. Yeah. I believe they're T one twenties. Yeah. So like a regular, uh, standard blank video cassettes. And they, and back in the day, like, you know, in the eighties and the nineties, they, they sold, um, just blink VHS taste, but fancy covers from like Burger King and High C and all that. Like I saw on your page, right? So I no, those aren't real. So I totally made those up uh, because I actually the story behind that is I found a blank video cassette that Pepsi produced as a promotion, um, and there were other places that did it, other brands that did it. But I was like, man, it would be so cool if these other brands would release blank video cassettes, you know? So I thought like Ecto Cooler and Pizza Hut and. Um, you know, cherry Coke and surge and, uh, Doritos. And it would be amazing if these, uh, these brands actually released blank video cassettes. And I just, I was just in, you know, messing around in Photoshop one night and just, you know, made a few and they, they were popular. And I was just like, this is really cool. Let's do some stickers with one of my buddies and bootleg VHS. And it's kind of just making art, man. It's just making art to celebrate what, what, you know, the impact that VHS has. And, and there's, like I said, there's so much art and culture inside of it. It's just endless. Um, but yeah, people did, uh, companies did use VHS for, for promotions for sure. I mean, Pepsi did one, uh, camel cigarettes. If yeah. you bought like five packs, you would get like a free VH, a free blank video cassette and Salem did it. Uh, Salem cigarettes did it. Um, and other brands too. Uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, video cassettes were, were it, you know what I mean? Like I said before, it was what really brought uh, entertainment into your home for, for the first time. It was a really revolutionary thing. And, um, when video cassettes came out, I mean, it wasn't really about like, we, when we think about VHS tapes, we think about like pre-recorded movies, right? Like you buy a copy of Top Gun or, you, you know, you buy a copy of Dirty Dancing or, or Forrest Gump or, you know, these, these popular movies. Yeah. VHS was really about recording television, uh, recording, you know, they call it time shifting. Yeah. So you could program your VCR to record a baseball game or your favorite TV show or the ABC TV movie of the week or what have you. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what was the most exciting thing about VHS tapes when they first hit was that you could you didn't have to abide by a TV guide anymore. You didn't have to abide by what people what what stations were telling you you had to watch and when. Um, and there was a huge ordeal about that. It went to the Supreme Court and everything and how people were stealing and this was illegal and copying and then they you know. That could have killed the VCR right away. If 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 the court said no, you can't do this. This is actually piracy. We who knows what would have happened to home entertainment. But I mean, uh, you know, VHS won. Uh, it won the format war with Betamax, um, which is a whole different story. And then it became the media format giant that it that it is that it was. You know that it became so because um, because I. I I actually saw VHS tapes. I'm not even lying. Like this was like, how many years ago was this? It wasn't even that long ago. It was like, I think like two years ago or something. I went to I went to um, to Ohio, and um, and my friend lives in Ohio, and we went to the mall, and we went to Sears, and believe it or not, I don't know how this happened or why they were there, but there was a package. There was like a four pack of. Uh, blank VHS tapes, brand new, at Sears like three years ago. Absolutely, they still exist. Um, I mean, um, that's all dead stock, though. You know what I mean? That's just companies just sitting on stock and sending in the stores because people still use them. I mean, we're still inside of a generation where people still use VCRs. It's starting to die out, like that 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 age range. You know, you know, every single day we move further away from it, and people, you know. Um, are just using new formats and, you know, streaming and, you know, YouTube, iPhones, all these, all these newfangled contraptions that, you know, give people their media intake. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still on the shelves, you know, blank uh, audio cassettes are still out there too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think there's, it's, it's, uh, it's still there. I mean, you go into target or Walmart and you see like blockbuster t-shirts, 
you know, and that stuff's back. So, I mean, like people are really riding high on that nostalgia, but on, on a like practical level, yes, those, those VHS tapes are still on the shelf. So it is pretty amazing. I, um, the, I actually have a lot of blank stuff. Like I got blank cassette tapes, blank DVD, uh, some blank DVDs, blank CDs. Uh, I don't have any blank VHS, VHS tapes yet, even though I wish I did. Um, but I got, but I got, but I collected all these blank stuff just, just in case, because you never know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's, it's recordable media, you know, it's media storage. Do you and do that? What's that? Do you want to collect the blank, like, like besides v, blank VHSs, which I'm pretty sure you have millions of, but like, do you, <laughs> do you collect like uh blank, like things like blank cassettes, blank CDs, blank DVDs? Cause you never know one day. Oh boy, I don't, you know, I mean, I, I, I really just have a huge passion for VHS and I have, you know, thousands of tapes and, um, you know, it's, it's, it becomes at a point where like, you know, I just moved, you know, like a year and a half ago and I had to move, you know, all these VHS tapes and that you kind of like, look at yourself and like, what am I doing? Like, why do I have 2,500 <laughs> VHS tapes right now? But you know, it kind of puts you in check a little bit. So I, I do try to stay away from, from getting, you know, different things that I don't necessarily need. And, my preservation and cultural efforts are, are definitely focused on VHS. But yes, I mean, whenever I see blank VHS, I pick them up because they are becoming more scarce. You know, the the, the components, the the you know the the software, all this kind of stuff is is becoming more scarce, um, especially because there's more and more people trying to do VHS art and releasing VHS tapes. And you know, there's a big clamor for colored cassettes. You know, but thankfully there's a way to spool swap, and you can take old old stock like old Veggie Tales or um, Bob the Builders are yellow, Veggie Tales are green, um, Barney tapes are white, you know, and people spool swap. So what that means is they take it, they take the reels out of a blank, uh, black video cassette, and then they switch it out into a colored video cassette and it gives it more pop. It gives it more of an aesthetic feel, things like that. But I am always looking for blank video cassettes, um, you know, because especially fresh ones like that are sealed yeah. because, you know, they're going to stop existing at some point you know who knows when but uh definitely always picking those up so um so if you like obviously you know vhs tapes aren't being made at all anymore like like not even for, like especially for like movies these days so like right. so like what you so what, what's your way of watching like if there's like a movie in the theaters right now that got that that's out of the theaters and it's released on a home format already Obviously not VHS. Um, what, what's your way of going? Do you do you try to stream it? Do you do you just go like I'll just buy the DVD and just watch it that way because that that's the only medium these days because there's no VHS version. Or I have to be honest with you, I'm so bad at watching new movies, and I work at a movie theater. Like I work at Alamo Drafthouse, yeah. and you know I'm there all the time. So getting into a theater to watch a film, you're kind of there working all day. She's like, I just want to go home and watch a tape. <laughs> but I do watch new films. I, I thought that uh, The Last Black Man in San Francisco was a brilliant film. That was uh, my favorite of the year so far. Um, you know, I'm going to go see Once in a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this week. Um, looking forward to seeing The Farewell as well. Um, I think like, but the funny thing is you say this about how these new movies aren't coming out on VHS. However, there are artists out there that are taking, you know, uh, these when it comes out on DVD or something like that. Like, let's say things like Hereditary or Upgrade or the Star Wars, the Star Wars movies that came out in the past 10 years. Yeah, they're taking they're taking these movies and they're putting them on VHS tape with with new artwork. And, you know, it's all customized um, fan art. You know what I mean? And they sell them for like a nominal amount, maybe like 10 to 15 bucks just to recoup the cost and the shipping. Mm -hmm. um so it's essentially a bootleg but i mean these films are being put on vhs tape and at video vortex i actually have hereditary for rent on vhs i have upgrade available on vhs to watch i have bright with will smith available on vhs to watch because it's like a different experience you know what i mean and yeah. um so the first time i saw hereditary it was in the theater for who knows like two or three weeks right yeah. I, you know, like I said, I was just so busy, never got into the theater, which is a little embarrassing, but hopefully people can understand that, you know, it's, you're just busy all the time. And, um, but I wanted to watch it cause I thought it, I heard it was fantastic. And the first time I watched hereditary was on VHS. That was like about three weeks ago, uh, about a month ago. So, I mean, it, it's pretty funny how, how stuff shakes out, but it makes perfect sense for me. But, um, 
yeah, those things do exist. People are doing those things, and, and you can find them for sure in like your little uh, niche markets and stuff. Do you think? Do you think because Marvel's getting so big, people are doing it to the, all the Marvel movies coming out right now? I'm sure people will. People have. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, Avengers and, and, and things like that are they're going to pop up on you know uh, fan art bootleg VHS tapes. You know, and you know they put out a Deadpool VHS tape. Marvel did. did so I mean. It was a Comic-Con exclusive or something like that. This was years ago when it first came out. So, I mean, they they see when the iron is hot and they strike it and there's nostalgia and things like that. So, I mean, um, it does still happen. Um, there are companies putting out new new release VHS tapes. There are independent filmmakers putting out VHS tapes. Um, you know, I've put out – honestly, man, I think I was taking a look at the numbers like maybe a couple of weeks ago and – over the past like six years or so, I think I've put out about like sixty VHS releases, maybe more. You know, on the so shelf. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, th- these are runs of like twenty-five to fifty to a hundred. Like they're they're pretty small ball, but I mean, like they exist. They're out there. So that that's pretty that's pretty crazy, man. I mean, like I mean, like you're you're I mean, you're like starting like I guess you could say you're starting like a revolution at some of some sorts because like. I mean, because I can't remember the last time you can walk into a video store and rent out a tape over a DVD. I mean, like family video shows this, and they're sort of everywhere still. And they're and you know they're just like blockbuster. You you go there yeah. and you rent a DVD, but you can but but like um, in a million years, I would never see a VHS tape ever in that store. <laughs> Right. No, you wouldn't. I think like that's the thing about Video Vortex is, you know, in Raleigh, where, I, where I'm managing it and running it, all the VHS culture there is and, and the video stores. That's an experience that you still want to have. And I think that's a really important experience and going in there. And like I said, I have 2000 VHS tapes on the floor. So people go in there and they're just in awe and they're like, you can see them just drinking a beer and like looking at these VHS tapes. And, and, and you know, I have conversations with them and helping them find stuff that only exists on VHS. You know, people come up like, oh, do you remember this movie that has this like creature that comes out of the ground and there's like two sisters and i'm like oh yeah it's right over here you know so yeah. it's, it's pretty fun and that's like one of the most uh you know uh, just fulfilling experiences of, of running a video store is connecting connecting with the guests connect connecting with the renters and and just just you know just sharing that that culture is just really really fun but yeah family video is awesome man i think it's awesome that they are still thriving um that they can still do it and i see they recently got cbd so good for them <laughs> so i mean uh, what's CBD? Where's CBD? Yeah, what's CBD again? CBD is like uh, it's uh, the non-psychoactive part of, of marijuana. Oh, so I God. mean, like people people use it for like uh, uh, sleep aid and and it helps with arthritis and things like that. So uh, it's become fairly popular. Um, it's it's being carried all over the place now. So so like um, so how big is the store? Like is it like as big as like a uh... Um, like, to, to run me for it, run me for it. Sure. So when you walk in, um, you know, uh, it depends which wing you come in, but I mean, it's a, it's a fairly large store. Uh, like I said, it's got a, it has like 60,000 DVDs for rent and how the, how it's set up is like they're in bins yeah. and they're in little plastic, the artwork is in little plastic sleeves and it's separated into genres and directors and, and countries. Um, but it also, you know, and then the VHS wall, uh, is against one wall, um, and then you, if you turn directly around, there are three giant VHS recreations that are also double as shelves on the other side. Um, if you look up Video Vortex in Raleigh, you can see pictures and see what I'm talking about. But the store is fairly large. I mean, you walk in there and, you know, we have a merchandise section. We have the video store section. We have a, a eating section, like for the bar, because the bar is right there as well. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty big, man. I, I square feet. I'm not sure, but uh, we also have 11 screens, so it's a fairly big place. Um, it's definitely not small. So, you, you, um, yeah, shoot, shoot me over some pictures. I would love to see it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I will. Um, so does so? Do you guys have like a do you guys have a sign that like a sign that lights up so at night people can can see the name of the store on the side of the road? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. So like it's a movie theater uh, uh, still. It's an Alamo draft house. And on the outside, it's just says cinema. <laughs> so and it has a, a painted mural. Um, and then uh, on the inside, we have a huge pink uh, neon that says video vortex that sits above the bar. 
So it kind of just lets you know you're in that space and that's what this is. And it's, it's really beautiful. Uh, it casts this incredible, like, you know, uh, neon pink, uh, overlight over everything. And it really, like when you walk in, it has a, an extremely retro eighties vibe. Um, it's really fun, very nostalgic. Uh, it's definitely like a, I call it like a mini wonderland, like a mini theme park. Cause there's so much going on inside of it. Yeah. You know, we have like, inter- yeah, there's a lot of interactivity going on. Like I'm always walking around and other, <clears throat> other people are walking around talking to people about movies, about beer, about, you know, merchandise, all kinds of stuff. And it really is like a cultural hub for film. Um, but yeah, there's a really rad pink video vortex neon sign that I'm very fond of. I think sets it all off. Yeah. Do you, um, did you, have you had any crazy experiences in the store? Cause, cause you know, when, when it comes to drinking somewhere there, there, one person can get a little too crazy and something can happen. So like, is, has there been any interactions in the store where you're like, okay, that's too far that you gotta get out here. That's too much sort of situation or something. Yeah. I mean, it happens sometimes. I mean, I would say not very often, you know, like it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's unusual that it happens, but it does happen. I mean, cause the thing is people are drinking and I, not really in the video store, like everybody's having a groovy time in the video store, but at Alamo draft house, they have a very strict, no talking, no texting policy. Yeah. So, um, if, once you're in, once the film starts, it has to be completely quiet. I mean, you can laugh and things like that and react to the film, of course, but if you're having a conversation or if you're on your phone, or just generally being disruptive, um, you get one warning. And then if you continue to do that, like talk or use your phone, uh, you're ejected from the theater um, because we don't want to interrupt anybody else's experience. And people do get upset about that because they don't really read the rules and they don't know like uh, Alamo's, you know, movie standards. Um, but it's also, you know, it, it's it, some people, you know, it, yeah, just get, get angry about that stuff. So, so um, is did you make up the, the name lunch meat because you like lunch meat? <laughs> well, it's actually a story behind it. I do like lunch meat. I do like sandwiches. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I love, yeah. I love food, yes. Yeah. I'm a junk food chunkie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, no, um, so how it all came about was uh, it's actually named after a film that I really like a film called lunch meat, but it's stylized differently. It's lunch meat as two words. Yeah. Um, so my buddy, Ted, who I mentioned earlier, who does the magazine with my, with me, uh, we would, we worked at a record label at the time, this place called relapse records. Um, that's in upper Darby, Pennsylvania, uh, where I used to live Yeah. right outside of Philly. Um, and we were working there and this was over a decade ago. And, you know, we were, I was writing for their resource catalog and, you know, bringing in horror movies into their mail order and talking about, you know, just movies in general. Um, and then we realized that like we, you know, I had had tons of VHS tapes. I've always collected VHS tapes, you know, mainly because I grew up with it and I was broke and I was just trying to find movies to watch, you know, and they were like a dime or like a quarter. Um, but I had, you know, I'm into horror called exploitation animation, things like that. So, you know, we were talking and, Um, we were like, Hey, there's nobody really talking about these VHS tapes that don't exist on DVD that you there's all these movies that you can only see on VHS, you know, and nobody's really talking about this. Cause I think at the time, the only people that I really, the only websites I was really looking at that actually gave any kind of air to, to VHS only movies were, uh, CritCon, critical condition online, Mm -hmm. um, and bleeding and bleeding skull. Uh, we're talking about that, those kind of things. And, um, we were like, well, we should make a fanzine. We should make a fanzine that talks about all these rad movies that, uh, you know, only exist on VHS. And we tried to find a name. I think we threw around a couple things didn't really stick. And we had just, I, I love that movie lunch. Me and some people pan it. it. It's, you know, it's, it's fairly derivative and, you know, not great, but it's really fun to me. Um, do you have it for, uh, and we, no, what's sorry, that? Sorry to cut you off, but, uh, do you have it for rent in the store? Lunch meat? No, because it's really, really rare. Um, it's it's really hard to find. Um, we got a, a specific collection from La Video in California, which was a, a huge video store that closed down, and we we kind of reanimated their their collection. So no, I do not. But I I wish I did. Actually, that's going to prompt me to go get a copy. So thank you very much. It should be in there. Um, so we were upstairs, you know, eating lunch, trying to figure this out, and you know, we're just like two twenty somethings like in our young twenties and trying to figure out what we should name our magazine. And it just, it, we were just like, 
well, what about lunch meat? Like we're up here eating lunch meat sandwiches every day and lunch meat's a cool name. Like, you know, that's cool. Let's just do it. And we do stuck with it. So it's, it's just how it worked, how it came out. Yeah. I mean like that, that's, that's one, that's one clever way to make up a name is you're just eating and it's like, dude, we're eating sandwiches. Well, how about we call our name this? Yeah. That's really all it was. Like, I think we had just watched lunch meat and, the movie and we were just like yeah well we up here and we talk about movies eating lunch meat sandwiches every day so that's that's what we're doing it's called lunch meat so that, that's kind of how i made up yeah. my that's how i kind of made up my uh my fake band name because um i'm a big guitar hero fan i love guitar hero i have every single cool. i have every single game they have ever made but um in the game um when they tell you to make a band name i um i made a, a band called green alert and how i made mm-hmm. that out was because was because there's red alert, and I was like my favorite color is green, so let's just change the red to green, and then I changed the green alert. <laughs> yeah, right. it's all very personal, you know, and it's it's all about like when you're naming projects and things like that. It's really just about like whatever feels right, you know what I mean? Whatever speaks to you, and you know, it's it's yeah, I've named a lot of projects over over my years, and it's usually just kind of a whatever feels right, like you, you know it when it feels right, so. Yeah. So have have you ever thought of renting out like old school video games at the store? Because you're renting out like VHSs and all this old school media. But like how like like going to to the gaming side of things like NES and SNES and um, Genesis, like that kind of stuff. Like you know the old the older type of renting. Yeah, I mean this has come up and people have asked, and I think it's a wonderful idea. You know, and I think Video Vortex is still pretty nascent. I mean, it's 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 about a year old now, and there's always room for expansion. I would love to have a section that has, you know, Sega games, NES games, things like that. I think it's really cool, you know. And um, we are film-based, like we're a film company, but I mean, like we're getting into the retro nostalgia and just creating this whole experience again. And yes, whenever you went into video stores, they would have video games, for rent um i've rented you know i would always rent one nes game and then you know, like three vhs tapes so i mean i think it's a wonderful idea and i would love i would love to incorporate it at some point there are you know there's other people i'd have to work with and talk with to make that happen but it's definitely come up and i think it's a wonderful idea and i would love to do it because i think it's completely on brand for for what video stores are and what they should be so um uh Switching over to uh, switching over to your music taste real quickly. Uh, what what kind cool, of mu- yeah. what kind of music do you listen to? Like, what's your music? Uh, I mean, all kinds. But I mean, like, I grew up on, um, I guess, like fifties and sixties doo wop, rock and roll, uh, R and B. You know, I grew up listening to that kind of stuff. And then, I guess, when I got like to be like ten or twelve or eleven, I started really getting into like you know punk music i guess it's mall punk but like you know like blink 182 or like green day or or stuff like that um which i still listen to those bands but i like uh i like everything i like everything from punk metal i like some hip i like hip-hop i like experimental i like noise um i like um i like some classic country i mean i like electronic music uh ambient music um all kinds of stuff, really. I mean, I like synthwave stuff. I like basically anything. I mean, but specifically, I know everybody says, oh, everything. But uh, I think, you know, a lot of punk, a lot of metal, um, a lot of uh, – I still like a lot of 50s and 60s rock and roll. Um, I like a lot of uh, old school blues stuff, like vocal stuff. Uh, anything that has a lot of, like, soul or anything that has a lot of, like, emotion in it, I'm into that kind of stuff. Um, and also I like – you know 80s music <laughs> yeah. yeah fun stuff yeah of course and uh and and of course like synth and like you said sync sync wave and vapor wave right yeah i get into it i mean like when i'm just writing or like when i'm you know cleaning my house or you know just driving or or, or anything like that it's it's i think music for me just is, is kind of it, it it's something to make you feel good you know like when when you're when you're doing something or just set a mood or atmosphere you know, and, and like whatever atmosphere or mood that I, I want to set or if I'm feeling kind of down or if I'm feeling really happy, like I think that's what kind of guides my musical taste. Um, so I explore all the time. I still explore all the time. Um, but yeah, I grew up growing up. I played in pop punk bands. I played in punk bands. I played in metal bands. I played in grindcore bands. Um, 
you know, I've done a bunch of experimental noise stuff. So, I mean, like it's, um, it, well, I haven't done a bunch of experiment, a bunch of it, but I've done some experimental stuff. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's all over the place. I've done all kinds of stuff and I'm, I'm into all kinds of music. I think that music is really, really important. Um, it's very like, it's cathartic and it's healing. And, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's definitely an important part of my life still. Cause I worked for a record label for many years. So, um, just, you know, it's just an important part for sure. So I appreciate the question. So, so, are, so, so you played in the bands before, so you're musically talented, I'm guessing. Uh, somewhat. I mean, I guess that's a different definition, but yeah, I can play, I can play music. Um, I can play guitar and, and drums, bass, um i i definitely used to be better i haven't played in a band in like 10 years maybe 11 years i haven't really played um but i still jam once in a while um since i moved here down here to raleigh about a year ago like uh you know i haven't really jammed that much i played with a couple a couple people and it was fun but i used to just hang out and play drums play guitar you know have a couple beers and just hang out with my friends um so yeah i, I play music yeah yeah because um because I think that's really cool. I mean, like, I mean, like, music. You're running a video store. You're also musically talented, and you're running a magazine. You run all this stuff. It's just like, I mean, even though your musical talents are not really like part, like, really connecting with you anymore, because you're more the VHS video thing now. But like, mm-hmm. all that collectivity together, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, honestly, I really appreciate that. I think being creative. And connecting with other people culturally and like, you know, that's, that's what makes me feel alive. That's what gives me happiness. You know, the V when I say VHS is happiness for lunch media, it's not just a tagline. It's, it's really like a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a motto. Uh, it's, it's a, a way to live, you know? And I think, you know, being around just, I have a whole room full of VHS tapes, obviously. And I just sit in that room and watch tapes and hang out and those tapes give me energy. They give me good vibes. You know, it just, it feels good to be around all this like radical media. Um, but yeah, being creative is, has really helped me just cope with the world, I guess in my life, you know, and just have some sort of outlet that, you know, you can connect with other people, collaborate with other artists, you know, uh, just connect with a community and, and create culture. And I think that's just, that's really why I do it, you know, and being creative is, is just, it's a gift. So I, I really try to practice it at all times. Do you um, are you are you into wrestling? Do you have any of the wrestling VHS tapes? Oh hell yeah! I mean, I'm more into '90s wrestling because that's when I what I grew up with, and that's what I was I was obsessed with it. Like I was obsessed with the Undertaker and like Razor Ramon and Diesel and Shawn Michaels and that whole era. Um, nice. And then the older stuff too. I like Jim Duggan, uh, Hacksaw is the man. You know, I like I like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and all that era too. Um, that was like when I was a little younger, I was born in 85. So, but like in the mid nineties, early nineties, like all that era, I love it. Uh, new stuff, not as much. I don't really watch it, but, um, that's cause I don't have cable. So, yeah. um, I watch a lot of, a lot, lot of old wrestling and I love the, the, the keep and the, the aesthetics going on in that era. And, uh, like I said, I can't really speak too much to, to, to modern wrestling cause I don't really watch it, but I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Wrestling rules, dude. Do you, do you so have, fun. No, do you have the uh, the what is it? Like, do you have the the WrestleMania box set that came out? In, I think in '99 that has WrestleMania one for fifteen in it, all in VHS. I do, I do not. But that box set is is, is radical. Um, I don't have it. Um, I have a few WrestleManias. I have a lot of uh, collect like collections. You know, of like I like the more obscure stuff too. I like ECW and uh, I have backyard wrestling stuff on tape, but I do not have that box set now. Oh yeah, you have you have ECW on cassette. I mean, I'm VHS. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I've had some. I think I traded it because it was like you know, uh, I traded a lot of my wrestling stuff because it was just like people wanted it, and I was just like, I've, I've seen all this shit. But uh, I mean, like. Uh, I kept a couple of them. I don't even know if I have an ECW. I have CZW tapes, I think, still for some reason, like early Chris Candido or some shit. But like, um, now I have backyard wrestling stuff, and I have like you know Macho Man stuff and and King Kong Bundy and um, like even more obscure stuff like it, you know like the off off brand wrestling stuff that like came out on two tapes on Scimitar Entertainment and stuff like that. I still have that stuff. That's that's really cool, man. Honestly, I mean because because 
because you know like they made all the coliseum video stuff and that was mm-hmm. that was, that was big and um and with the network these days that literally has everything on it uh it doesn't like i feel i feel like people don't have to find those vhs tapes of any of that stuff anymore because of the uh because of the high demand of the network oh of course and they own everything i mean wwe was very 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 smart about how they operated their business and that's why they're on top you know and i think like they they own everything they make sure that they, they bought all of the tv airings for you know like the the low budget like the the c-grade wrestling you know leagues and all that kind of stuff they own it all you know and i, I think you know that's why i like coming across like um like WWWF and you know stuff like that stuff where it's like they they WWE probably owns it but they're not going to highlight that spot like that you know because it's it's mid-grade wrestling you know what I mean like it's not super high flying or anything like that but there's cool characters um and it's cool to just see the the aesthetic and the vibe of the of those lower key kind of wrestling uh leagues so that's why I keep that stuff around because I don't think even if they own the rights to it I don't think they'd ever spotlight it or or, or run it you know so not um, that I would know. I mean, I don't, I don't stream wrestling stuff, but no, that's fine. I could be wrong. So do you, um, do you, do you personally own lunch meat, the movie on VHS personally? I have two copies of it. Yeah. But what is, is one still, no, do you own two copies because one is out of the, it's out of the plastic and the other one is still in the plastic. No, I've never seen a sealed copy of that. Um, but, uh, so funny story. So when I was playing in a pop punk band, when I was like maybe 16, 15, yeah. um, one of my buddies, uh, was in a, another band that we used to play around with around town. Um, his parents owned a video store and he knew that I liked VHS tapes and horror movies and stuff. Cause I was like the weirdo talking about that. Like, you see this weird horror movie or like, I just got all these VHS tapes and they're like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Cause when you're like 15 or 16 and like 2001 or whatever i don't really think people were like really into that you know what i mean so yeah. they, they knew i was like a weirdo and into that kind of stuff and um he's like hey my parents have a video store it's closing down i was like oh i want to go there like oh well they got rid of most of it but i saved you this stack of tapes and i was like cool and i was like he was like i just grabbed the weirdest horror movies i could i could find so he gave me a stack of tapes and they were all really awesome and in that stack was this movie lunch meat and of course, I was like, "Well, I never heard of this," and I was, you know, "This is awesome," and I watched it countless times. I mean, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, anytime any of my friends would come over and hang out in my room, I would just put that movie on and we would talk and play guitar and, you know, just just hang out. And um, so that that tape got pretty beat up. Uh, I, I probably ran it, you know, like a hundred times. Um, and who how many who knows how many times it was run before, you know, from being rented so much. Um, and this was in Williamstown, Franklinville, New Jersey. Um, so just to get like a, a map of it, but, uh, I had that tape forever. Um, probably since I was about 16, 17. Um, and then it's just started to crap out. Like, I mean, it just, it didn't work as well. It would, it would drop and I couldn't track it very well anymore. So I had to get another copy of it to watch. Um, so that's kind of my like, uh, uh, memento piece is that, that, copy of it and then i have a, a cut box where the the artwork is cut into a clamshell that is uh in pretty in pretty good shape as far as like watching it so those are my two copies of that movie so so what, what are your thoughts because because you know you know how it is wait you know you buy when you vhs's these days are at all like wait like you know eventually if you're playing them enough they're just gonna they're just not gonna be as good as when you first got or they're just not going to be that good anymore, they're eventually going to wear down and break down. So what are your thoughts on, on just like the, the, the wear and the length of VHS tapes being played so much and having to switch to something like a DVD or a Blu-ray to keep that for a longer lasting video experience? I think it should all be preserved. You know, and I think it's really important. It's things that I'm working towards inside of, Inside of Alamo, I'm working with, uh, you know, we're, we've been talking about it with AGFA because they're a huge uh, American Genre Film Archive, um, who is a sister brand of Alamo. Um, we talk about they preserve 35 millimeter prints. I think it's getting to the point where we're going to have to start thinking about preserving VHS tapes and creating digital copies of them, creating more, uh, you know, non-susceptible uh, for, uh, prints of it or at least files, you know. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it, it is a physical media. It does degrade. Like it, there's no denying it. And I think that every time you play it, it loses a little bit and things like that. And, um, 
but I have tapes from like 1979 or 1980 that still play fine. You know, I think it has to do with like how VHS tapes were created, how they're, how they're manufactured, you know, in the eighties, they were like built to last cause they were like $130, you yeah. know, to, to, to buy a VHS tape or a Betamax, you know? So it was, and then all of a sudden, you know, like you're buying a VHS tape for $4, $5 brand new, you know, a copy of field of dreams is six bucks. Yeah. And it's not, it's not as high quality. So it's, it's going to break down quicker. I mean, I always try to think of it like a book, like a, like a, a physical piece of physical media. Like, you know, you see books that are, you know, from the forties or the fifties or the sixties. Right. Yeah. And some of them are in good shape. Um, and, but some of them are not. And if you start to read through them, like the binding starts to crack a little bit or like the pages start to wilt a little bit. I mean, any kind of physical media will degrade because it's a physical piece of, of, of something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I think we've been doing digital so for such a short time. We don't know how how that's going to work out. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if our world ended and aliens came down, like, could they really access our digital files? Well, maybe. You know, I mean, like, yeah. but they'll be able to find a book, or a, just like we found cave paintings or old scrolls or or, or or pottery or something. It's a physical object that tells a story of of culture. Um, which is why I think it's important. And I, I just don't know. We don't even know what the internet is really yet. Like we just dive, dove right into it. We don't really know what digital streaming, like we know what it is, but like, how's it going to represent us, you know, a hundred years from now or 50 years from now, you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that's, what's interesting. And that's why I'm trying to preserve this aspect of, of media history and cultural history, because I think it's really important. So like, so like, um, what what is the uh, the latest what is the latest film that's big in the theaters right now that's actually in your store that someone converted the VHS? Huh. I guess Hereditary or Upgrade. Um, what else? Where's her- the the Ranger? I just put out the Ranger. That's not in theaters. That's on Netflix right now. But you said in the theater probably hereditary it takes a little while you know what i mean i I think there's and plus like i have to go through my friends and i'm sure there's but in the store right now it's probably hereditary or upgrade or or something fairly recent like that what's her is hereditary an indie film or is that like a film that actually was big because i don't remember hearing about that one hereditary uh it's a horror film um um I don't know if it was huge. I think it's like a mid-budget film. It's the same guy that just did Midsummer. Have you heard about Midsummer? No, I haven't. It does want to be like yeah. Does want to be indie films because I don't remember seeing commercials for those movies. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't think you're, you're going to see a commercial for that film. Um, like I said, I don't have cable, so I don't really know. <laughs> but uh, no, it's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Midsummer is out right now. I'm sure I'll see a Midsummer VHS uh, bootleg pretty soon. It happens almost instantaneously anymore, you know, like they're like it follows and, you know, I don't know, I'm pulling old stuff out right now, but I mean, it happens, you know, and people are just going to put like Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Uh, Mandy's for rent in our in our store right now on VHS. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Mandy. That's a fairly recent film as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what um, what uh, what's your day like? Like what is like when you wake up in the morning, how what is the day in the life? Of, of 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 lunch meat VHS like what what is like when do you get up in the morning to, to when you go back to sleep at night what is your day like like in a, on a regular week oh man it's always a little different but I mean it's it's a, it's a lot of communication you know and it's a lot of like bringing things to fruition um, I know it sounds vague but it's just a lot of different steps it's communicating with all kinds of people it's interacting with people on the floor um, you know let me like I wake up, eat breakfast, go through all my emails, go through my social media, um, get a shower, make sure I'm all, you know, get all caught up on that stuff, get a shower. And then I just work. I write, I prepare stuff. I put stuff into production. I do graphic design. Um, I think about programming right now. I'm programming a festival at Video Vortex called VHSTable. Um, so I'm always looking at that, looking at, you know, the ticket sales and make sure I'm getting it out there and working with our PR department to, to make sure that, you know, the things get, things are happening. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just hitting all kinds of different points. Like today I helped my buddy get a VHS into production. I shipped a bunch of lunch meat orders. Um, I talked with Videodrome, another video store in Atlanta about a possible collaboration. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that's just today. So, and now I'm talking to you. So, <laughs> and after this, I'm going to the store to to go work on a little bit of uh, VHS rental stuff. I'm also working on a book right now Man. called Stuck on V on Stuck on VHS. I'm working with uh, uh, Jack Lawrence, who's a terrific guy, a really talented artist. Um, he, uh, we're working on Stuck on VHS is a visual history of video rental store stickers. So I, this idea was prompted by uh, by a buddy of mine um, years ago, and he did a little zine. I was like, this is brilliant, man. Nobody's talking about these video store stickers, you know, like the Please Rewind stickers, or it says like Joe Bob's video, or you know, like Teresa's video or like, uh, you know, stickers that say like, do not leave in the sun or like warning video cassette will melt all these different kind of, uh, pieces of ephemera that were total pieces of communication, total pieces of history that like tell you where these tapes came from and what, what the communication was. And I've become really fascinated with it over the past year. So I'll be working on the book later tonight as well. And that, that includes like scanning and photographing stickers and, you know, just, curating organizing communicating um it's crazy my days are crazy dude like i mean like sometimes i just try to like you know veg out eat cereal and watch a tape or go to a thrift store uh you know but i'm very busy right now my life is very busy right now so i mean it's it's a multitude of things um you know i'm also working on a mixtape right now that i'll be showing at vhstable uh that's you know i'm you have to plan that out map it out and then you know uh you know, put the VHS into, uh, get the file and then like edit it and things like that. I, I start to, I start on the real edits on Tuesday. Um, tomorrow I meet with the CEO of the company and we're going to talk about some things or video vortex. And I'll be talking with NPR tomorrow about the festival and see if they want to put it on the show. So it's, it's a whirlwind dude. It's all kinds of crazy stuff all the time, but it's very exciting and I'm very happy to be doing it. So do you want to be, you want to be funny about that mixtape? What's up? What? Oh God! What if you you're making it right and you're all done, and you're and and you get to the festival and you're like, all right, everybody, like like we're gonna be playing my mixtape that I made for all of you, and I hope all of you enjoy. And you, you go for your whole speech and all that stuff, and then you put it in the VCR, and then the first thing that comes up, you you forget that you had this on the tape, but the very first thing that comes up, it's just a it's like a really weird scene you didn't want no one to see, and there's just like. <laughs> Well, it's full of weird scenes, but yeah, that would be hard. No, I mean, it would, no, it would, would be, be like, if it was like the wrong tape or something, yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, they'll be, be like, no, I don't want to see that. Like, no, 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 that's the wrong tape. The wrong yeah, tape I might do that now. I might, I might put the wrong tape in it first. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a really good one, actually. I'm going to put in the wrong tape. and then be, I Actually, you know what? This is the right tape. Because the funny thing about the mixtape is it's called the Mind Rewinder mixtape. And, yeah. uh, I'm releasing it in conjunction with uh, Trophy Brewing, which is a Raleigh, North Carolina brewer, because we're making a beer called Mind Rewinder. So yeah. um, it's it's cool. People are going to be drinking beer and watching this mixtape. So I think at some point people are just going to be like, you know, kind of lit and like watching this. Beer. <laughs> so, uh, that's the whole point. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think, you know, VHSable is always a lot of fun and, uh, I like doing events and, and getting – that's really what it's about is getting people in one space, you know, and just and celebrating the culture and talking about tapes and watching movies and, and just having fun. So If you do make a band, that should be the, the first album you come out with as like a music comeback called Mind Rewinder. Yeah, it's a good name, right? I'm, I'm totally into it. Um, I would love to do music again, man. Honestly, like I tried to when I moved down here to Raleigh, but um, – I was playing with uh, my buddy Jeff, who's in this band Huffer, and uh, he needed a drummer, and I sat down and worked with them for like three practices, maybe. And it's just like I, I just felt bad because I just didn't have the time, you know. And I have to focus my energy on different things, and plus have time to myself. And I do miss playing music, though. It's it's very cathartic, like I said, yeah. listening and playing. Yeah. So, um, what's your um, besides, you know? Once you meet the movie, your 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 inspiration behind all of this. But what what is your like your favorite VHS tape ever that you have in your collection? I mean, there's quite a few, of course. But I mean, like I think my most cherished VHS tapes are just the videotapes of me and my family when I was young, like just the home video camcorder recordings that my grandma would record my birthday or like my first day of school. Or my mom would record my first day of school and. Uh, my third grade play and, and you know just me playing in the snow when i was like seven with my best friend ben 
Um, yeah. Like those, those are really, really special to me, really valuable. Those are my, my favorite stuffs. Um, but as far as like collectible tapes, I think like, uh, my copy of launch me. Uh, I think, you know, I love the, the movie, the pit. I have a marquee jetline copy of that. It's really cool. My copy of microwave massacre, which is now gone. Uh, let's see a copy of America's deadliest home video, which I found for a quarter. Um, and I helped re-release later on, like eight years down the line. It's crazy. Um, so many, man, a copy of slaughterville. That's really rare. Um, I have a copy of little giants. So this is funny. You're going to love this. Yeah. So I, I love the movie little giants. Are you familiar with this movie? It's like a football movie. I think, I think I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's from the nineties. It was, yeah. Uh, it's got Ed O'Neill, Rick Moranis, Devin Sawa. So it's a pretty classic film. Yeah. Um, but I loved that movie growing up. I think the Sandlot and little giants were my two favorite, like go to VHS tapes when I was growing up. Cause I played sports when I was young and you know, these were just wonderful movies. But, um, so I've had this copy of little giants since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, like I, I watched it since I was a kid. I still have it. And maybe like four or five years ago, maybe six years ago, I was at my parents' house and I was going through Cause I have a bunch of tapes there too. And I was going through and I was like, Holy crap. It's my copy of little giants from when I was a little kid. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. Right. We still got it. And I'm like, of course we still got it. And we're like joking around and I'm looking at it and I was like, I want to watch it. And I pull it out. And I'm looking at it, and now that I'm like, you know, more of an expert on VHS culture and how VHS happens and all that kind of stuff, I realize that this tape is a bootleg. Like it is not a real release. <laughs> oh man, of Little Giants. It's like, not it's, even real. <laughs> it's not even a real copy. It's like like a bootleg because you know, like people bootleg VHS all the time in the '90s. You know, because it was easy, and you know, it, you, you just you would go to the video store and you'd rent this movie and then you make a dub of it and then you just keep dubbing it. You know what I'm saying? And, and like they would print covers. I mean, it was a nice bootleg. I mean, it wasn't like really crappy. It was like, uh, I believed it. We all believed it for, for what, 20 years or whatever. I just, it was just really funny to see this copy that I grew up with yeah. like watching. And you're just like, you look at it a little close and you're like, Oh my God, this is a bootleg copy of little giants. That I've been watching my whole life. And it was just, it's it's just really funny. So I really love that tape too. Um, uh, Adam's Family, Wayne's World, McDonald's tapes that I bought with my own money. Um, those are the first tapes I ever purchased with my own money. At McDonald's had this uh, this deal where if you bought like uh, if you bought like a Big Mac meal or something, you could get Wayne's World or Adam's Family and some other movies for Speaking. like five five bucks or something. Well, real quickly, I started to cut you off, but but no, they're, they're actually making a new Adam's Family movie. In the theaters, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. What's your uh, What's your thoughts on it? Are you going to put it on VHS? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put it on VHS. I don't. I don't do that. But uh, I try to license all my stuff. But um, I, I'm sure somebody will. Uh, but I think it's awesome. I love Adam's Family. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a great franchise. I think that it's a super fun franchise. I think the world needs more dark comedy. That's really clever. Uh, obviously I think, you know, Chaz Adams is brilliant. Um, his car is obviously based on his cartoons, his, uh, excuse me, his illustrations. So, I mean, I'm excited. I, I love Adams family. I'll definitely go see it. It looks fun. So, um, what, what, um, what, uh, V8, what VHS tape is the rarest that is like the rarest one? Like what's the rarest VHS VHS tape to ever be around that you cannot get your hands on. There's a lot. So, I mean, like this is a, this is a very interesting, like multi-layered question. So, I mean, like there's perceived rarity and hype rarity and then the actual rarity, oh. you know, because I, because I feel like this is just like, this is something that I've, I've, you know, studied a lot about and interacted with a lot of people about. So, I mean, like, uh, tales from the quad dead zone, black devil doll from hell. Um, these, these are two that always come up, right? because yeah. it's they're, they're rare films um but you know there's i've seen a bunch of them because people really go after that one so i don't know it's, it's pretty rare you know what i mean but I, I think you know i'm there i know like to put it in perspective like i know for a fact that america's deadliest home video only has about 80 copies out there just 80 80 individual copies and i have two of them and That's i crazy. have a third one for rent at video vortex so those three of those 80. So what's that like 
I don't know, eighteen percent of of the press, you know, in my possession or near me. That's you know? crazy. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, then there's this uh, movie Slaughterville, um, which is super rare. Uh, that doesn't even exist on you know IMDb or anything like that. The only mention of it is uh, one of the co-stars talks about it in a review of another movie that she's in. And uh, uh, one of my buddies talked to the film producer and he said, there's only like 40 copies of that out there. Some, some like, and there's, I'm sure there's more rare ones. I'm sure there's, there's ones that, you know, only have like, I mean, but think about it this way. Like I've pressed stuff that there's only 30 copies or 25 copies of it. You know what I mean? Like that's rare. Yeah. You know? So, so I mean like, you know, I think, but as far as like original release tapes, I mean, there's so many. My buddy has a tape that is uh, rollerblading rapping grandmas. Like, I don't know how many copies of that exist, but I mean, it can't be that many, right? I mean, did they sell a thousand of those? I don't think so. Yeah, I never heard of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's the thing about VHS culture. It's just endless, and there's so many things. But I mean, you're going to find articles online and, and things like that that say this is the rarest thing, this is the rarest thing. And I, I, I don't try to – I try not to get too hung up on, like, what's rare – I try to get hung up on like what is obscure, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, and I think like just getting getting into those kind of those 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 cultural uh, cycles is, is is great. And I think you know that people collect VHS for all kinds of different reasons, and I think every single one of them is valid because um, I think that's what makes VHS collecting go around is is all the different personalities and and viewpoints on it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah. But as far as rare, I mean, everybody says Tales from the Quad Dead Zone, Black Devil Love from Hell, um, you know, things you're, like that. You're the guy. No, you're the guy that's in the middle of the, of the Mujavi Desert, uh, and, yeah. and and taking and taking his hands and and uh, and digging and digging the digging the sand, and just going like, whoa! <laughs> look at all these ET games. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, look at that, like, look, look, I found the VH version of Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No. Yeah. And I mean, it's. I don't know. It's, it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't think about it a whole lot. I mean, I do. I used to a lot. That's why I'm kind of just like I, rarity and you know things like that. What's rare? And I mean, there's an I uh, copy of I Drink Your Blood on Marquee. I think it's that's a real Jet movie. Line. I Drink Your Blood. That's a real movie. That's a very real movie. Oh yeah, God. just celebrated its thirtieth uh, anniversary or something like that. That's that's a real obscure. I never heard of that ever until you just brought up right now. <laughs> oh, it's incredible! It's a it's a wild exploitation film. Stars uh, has Lynn Lowry in it. We just showed it at Alamo Drafthouse and had Lynn Lowry come out. It was beautiful. She's she's angelic, just a wonderful person. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's tons of tapes up there that that only have like fifty, forty, thirty, a hundred copies of, out there, and, and people have them. And I think the thing is, is like when when people research it and look for it, it's like. They don't pop up on eBay, you know. They don't pop up on the groups because there's not that many of them, you know. Like the people don't even know how rare this movie actually is because there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like it's that's really what it is. Like, you know, you see people paying like thirty dollars for a copy of Street Trash, but I mean that there's thousands of that movie out there. It's just a really rad movie with a really rad cover, you know. And I'm not saying it's not worth thirty dollars. I'm just saying it's 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 not worth thirty dollars to me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know that I could probably come across it for like a five bucks or something somewhere, you know, because somebody understands that that movie is not hard to come by. So, so is the merchandise that you sell in the store, you also sell online? Uh, actually, no, like we don't have an online store for the video vortex merchandise, which is something I've been pushing for. So Tim league, if you're listening to this, please do it. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's something that's in the works, you know, and we do have platforms and I think we're just trying to gauge like the interest in, in the video vortex merchandise and things like that. But uh, um, no, we don't sell it online. You, it's just in store. Mm -hmm. Do you have online merchandise, though, that people can buy online? Uh, yeah, Almo does for sure. If you, uh, you go to Mondo, Mondo has all their stuff. And um, I mean, I have my merch, you know, Lunch Me is a separate thing. It's my entity, uh, which is available online and. You know, I'm always dropping new stuff and new tapes, and I'll be uh, releasing a limited edition of uh, uh, my buddy Michael Myers, who is an outsider hip hop artist from Atlanta. And yeah. you know, I do art. I do art projects too. Like I'll be releasing Graveyard Tramps, aka Invasion of the B Girls. Um, 
which is a public domain film, but it's just a really cool film that I think people should watch. And if they don't have a copy of it, they can get it for 10 bucks, you know, and some really cool artwork on like purple and green tapes. I do stuff like that, you know, because I just I want to celebrate these movies and just make some art, man. That's really what it's about. Yeah, because because I because I want I want to ask you because uh, I because I know I prom- we promised an hour here, but I want to ask you last two questions. But um, sure. But um, what is your favorite? What's your favorite merchandise that you have under the lunch meat name? And and two, um, I'm actually I'm actually recorded like a a uh, like me covering like a Beyblade tournament just recently. And how mm-hmm. cool would it actually be if I after I'm done editing it, I'm I'm planning on putting it on DVD, but what ends up I made just for you a VHS version. <laughs> I would love it. See, that's rare. That's a one of one. That's rare as hell. So that would be amazing. My favorite piece of merch that I've ever done? Yeah, for lunch stuff. meat. Um, that you can that I can actually go and buy that you really that you personally really like. Oh, that you can buy right now? Yeah. Uh, I love the lunch meat uh, VH uh, hand VH sanitizer two thousand. So these are just little pieces of uh, little bottles of hand sanitizer, right? But yeah. uh, they're specifically created for hunting VHS tapes in the wild. So you can go in there a buck, you know, and you go on there and it just says lunch meat and hand VH sanitizer 2000. It's guaranteed to, you know, just get rid of Goodwill grime and flea market funk and all that stuff. It's just going to annihilate it. So I like doing fun stuff like that. That's probably my favorite thing right now. Um, that's up there. And uh, I mean, I just did the Ranger on VHS, which is going to be I, it's sold out. So I'm going to be doing it again. Um, I don't know. I just did these. I believe in VHS. Like there's a cool design done by Hayden Hall that. It's an alien holding VHS tapes, and it just says, I believe in VHS, but it glows in the dark. So when you turn the lights out, it just says, I believe in, and it has a, you can see the alien. Yeah. So it's kind of like a double thing. Yeah, those are pretty fun, too. I just did those recently. You, you know, you should do a, a design, a t-shirt design. That would actually be really cool. Do you know how you have the, the werewolf hand squeezing the VHS as, uh, as your profile picture on Facebook? Yeah, the kids cover the magazine, yeah. You should make you should make that uh, you should put that on a t-shirt. That looks pretty. That'd be pretty cool on a t-shirt. Cool, man. Yeah, I'll definitely think about. It. I appreciate you. So, um, yeah, I think for an hour and six minutes, this has been a great conversation. You know, I had a wonderful time, man. Really, I really love talking about this stuff, and I really appreciate you having me on. Hey, it's no problem, man. So, uh, uh, real quickly, um, you can find me on Facebook at CyberTimeBite. You can find me on Twitter at Nostalgia Vamp. Pick up my pick up my merchandise at Rubbubble.com. We're under Crash Steven Gear. Where even you know, you know, you own a VHS store, you collect VHSs, and you do all this crazy stuff. But you even know that the spork is the most powerful of them all. <laughs> yeah, is it a VH spork? That's the only kind of sporks, are you? I mean, you can. I mean, I mean, if you if you want to open up a VHS tape and put a spork in there, it would, be, it would make it the most powerful tape of them all. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's and, awesome. So, so uh, how about you? Um, where can people go find your stuff? Yeah, so you just want to go to lunchmeatvhs.com, or you can also go to lunchmeat store or lunchmeat vh store. Both of those work to go to my store. Uh, and all the social media as LunchMeatVHS. That's just my handle. Like L-U-N-C-H-M-E-A-T-V-H-S. LunchMeatVHS. Follow me. See some cool, radical, totally groovy VHS stuff all the time. And uh, have some fun. Hit me up. And you're you're on Facebook. Are you also on Twitter? Yep. I'm on all those things. All, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, on all those as LunchMeatVHS. All right. I got to follow you on Twitter. I don't think I even knew you were on Twitter. <laughs> No, I barely use it. I don't even know what to use it for. But I'm I'm big on Instagram and Facebook, and or I, I use it a lot, is what I mean. And um, so you know, to to push my things. So, so uh, I, I guess that wraps up for this awesome interview. So for everyone who's listening right now, thank you everyone for tuning in to episode sixty three of Cyber Time Bite with here with my boy Lunch Meat, and um, I hope all of you have a great and fantastic day. Thanks for having me, man. See you later, everybody.